With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption in logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com insights. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I want to welcome you to the new and improved Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast. After many years of interviewing the best and brightest thought leaders around the world on my SiriusXM show, I am excited to now have those interviews available to people around the globe on this podcast. So many people would write us and say, I love what I've been hearing about your interviews with these great people. Where can I access them? I live in this country or that country, or I don't have access to that technology. How can I get the information? Well, I'm so excited now that we are able to offer the information and the interviews free on this podcast. So we want you to sit back and enjoy this message and let me know how you like them. And then do me a favor. If you like them, send a review, write a review and post it. And if you like it, hit like on here and share it and tell everybody you know about it and then subscribe to this podcast so you'll get the alerts when we post a new interview episode. Thank you for listening and enjoy the Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast. Named one of the outstanding five speakers in the world. Inducted into the Speaker Hall of Fame. Award-winning singer. Best-selling author. And now, here's Willie Jolly. And we only have a minute. Right now, you have only just a minute. 60 seconds in it. Forced upon you. Can't refuse it. Didn't seek it. Didn't choose it. But it's up to you to use it. And you are going to use this minute, hopefully today, with a powerful, life-changing investment of time to grow your success and your wealth. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly. I want to welcome you to the Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways Show. And I am grateful for you making this part of your weekly routine to listen, whether it's on the radio or whether it's on the podcast, that you are making this part of your weekly routine. You know, I take a moment to do that minute to get everybody fired up as I get fired up. And then I take a moment to give God some glory and thanks for life and strength and help. I am grateful for every day, every opportunity that I get to do what I do. No, I'm not just talking about radio. I'm talking about life, getting up in the morning and having your body to work and your mind to work. So it's a blessing. Now, today I want to do something special. We're in the midst of a very challenging time. Lots of anxiety, lots of concerns about the economy, about our country, about the times, just the basic times. Lots of anxiety. 
I decided I was going to find an interview that spoke to that. I went way back into the vault and found an interview I did with one of the billionaire brothers, the Roberts brothers out of St. Louis. Many of you know Michael V, who has been a guest many times on this show. One of my first guests when I started the show over 15 years ago. But his brother, Stephen, is also one of the powerful brothers in that Roberts family. Today, Stephen's going to talk about how they built their business in tough times, how they became millionaires, then they went on to become billionaires, even in the tough times. And we're going to talk about principles to help you win more, even in tough times. Enjoy this interview with Stephen Roberts. I am excited because we got another opportunity to talk to you about your dreams, your goals, and what's possible for your future. And let me tell you, everybody has potential and possibility that's unbelievable. You just got to believe it for yourself. You got to be willing to go out and fight for it. You got to be willing to work day and night for it. Give up your time, your peace, and your sleep for it. If all that you dream and scheme is about it, life can change because you've made a decision. And I'm excited about folks who are calling me. Thank you for all your emails. You're saying you're listening to this show. It helped you get a job or it helped you get your business going. You're saying that this helped encourage you in tough times. So we are ready to go to the next level. And I'm excited about the potential and possibilities. And this is a time where dreams can and do come true. It's a tough economic time, yes, but you can turn your life around. I want to encourage everybody, everybody to get a copy, a couple copies of my new book. It's called Turn Setbacks into Greenbacks. And some of you have seen me on interviews and seen me on television and radio and heard me on radio recently talking about my work with Ford Motor Company and how I was able to help Ford to get a new mindset. And because of that, Ford is one of the only th- is the only three of the big three that didn't need a buyout or didn't need to take a uh, bailout or a bankruptcy position. And now they've had a billion dollar profit this last quarter. Over the last three years, they've changed and turned their company around. And I'm honored to be a part of that uh, success story. Well, that is why I wrote the book, to help people who are struggling. And one of the people I have talked about over the years uh, that I've had in the last few years who have developed a friendship is Mike Roberts. You've heard me talk about Mike Roberts. You've heard him on the show. And I tell the story about Mike Roberts, who out of St. Louis has built a billion-dollar business, even in the midst of a depressed, tough economic situation. Well, he is not the only one of that Roberts crew that helped, you know, who did this. It's two of them. And I've got the other one. Finally, I've been able to get the other other one on the show. He is the other brother, Stephen. And Stephen is the day-to-day president of Roberts Brothers Enterprises. These gentlemen grew out of a working class family. Their parents were father, Victor Roberts, is a postal worker. And they grew up in the hood. Mike took me by the home where they grew up when, when I was there in St. Louis. But they have built a magnificent success principle. You've seen them on CNN. You've seen them on uh, all sorts of television and and Essence and uh, Black Enterprise. And today I've got my friend Stephen Roberts on. Stephen, are you there? Hey, Dr. Jolly. How are you today? Hey, man, I'm terrific. How are you doing? 
Doing great, doing great. It's uh, I'm just glad to see that the snow seems to be leaving everywhere now, <laughs> and, and 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 hopefully the sun's coming out where you are, sir. Yeah, the sun has come out, and we are we are seeing uh, the snow dissipate. And you're right, it's good. It's good to be moving towards spring. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. Well, you know, you guys have just been a an inspiration to me. I tell people all the time about the two of you, and how uh, you in, in the book. I, I actually wrote about the two of you and. And, and the new book turned setbacks into greenbacks. And hopefully uh, Mike got his copy. And, uh, and y'all, I sent copies there to, to y'all. Hopefully you got them. But if not, they're on their way. But we talk about how you have built this massive company, even in the midst of the depressed uh, economic times, and how you didn't let the situational circumstances stop you. Uh, you started, uh, I believe, as a city, city council people. Both of you were on the city council or the board of region. What do you call it there in St. Louis? Uh, this is uh, St. Louis Board of Aldermen, which is really kind of a French way of calling it to the city council. Okay. Uh, yeah. In, in most cities, it's called city council. In other cities like Chicago and Milwaukee, it's called the uh, Board of Aldermen, A-L-D-E-R-M-E-N. Okay. So y'all started there, the Board of Aldermen. And, and out of that, though, you realized there were possibilities and opportunities. Now, now for those who haven't been to St. Louis, St. Louis for many years has been in a depressed economic situation, hasn't it, Stephen? No question about it. No, it, it, it was a typical Midwestern um, city that its heyday was, you know, around 1900. Uh, in fact, I think you would say the heyday for St. Louis was probably 1904 when the World's Fair and the Olympics were in St. Louis. Uh, and, and the reason why it was there, like a lot of Midwestern cities is that, or industrial cities, is that, um, you know, it was the industrial age uh, and the agricultural age. So what happened was a lot of these cities in the Midwest, if it's Cleveland or St. Louis or Cincinnati or uh, Omaha, or a lot of these places they were they were really built up because of the the natural resources that were in the area it could have been coal mining uh which you use for steel or steel manufacturing uh even automobile uh, the early automobiles were were done again in these areas where you had the immediacy of being able to get to the uh the natural resources you needed for the manufacturing the problem with a lot of cities like St. Louis and others is that as time went on, uh, you know, so when you, when you went from say the late 1800s to the uh, to, to the to the mid uh, 1900s, what what happened was that the world moved on, and that uh, you know a lot of the manufacturing uh, plants moved offshore out of the U.S., so a lot of those jobs were lost. Um, you know, the, the the plants were not retooled where they were more modernized to keep up with the demand of, of society. And so what happened to a lot of cities like ours is that, you know, the industrial age went on past them and they weren't ready for the tech, uh, the, the technology age, basically. Uh, so, so, so it, it, you know, the way Mike and I look at it, yes, I mean, it, it has a very rich history. Um, I think St. Louis in 1904 was the third richest, uh, or at least in terms of, of income, it was the third richest city behind New York and I think Philadelphia. But then, of course, you know, as, as that generation of entrepreneurs passed away, there was really no one who, who took their wealth or their industry and expanded it. And so, so the way we see it today is that we're, we're now, you know, in this technological 
era. And, and that area has even started to change because of broadband and because of the way telecommunications is beginning to change and because of the green movement and how people are more sensitive to the products they buy and where they live, that um, a lot of cities like St. Louis and others need to be ready for this, this, new, this new change, which we see as a great opportunity because it, it's open to everybody. That's right. Just, That's exactly so. right. And, you, and, and what you've said, folks, and I want to make sure you get these cues, the, the, the cheese moved, okay? If you ever read the book, Who Moved My Cheese? The cheese moved, and, yes. and those who were still trying to find cheese in the old places, they, they died. They died out. But those who were able to look beyond where they are now to the where the cheese had gone or new opportunities, then they were able to prosper. These two gentlemen, they, they prepared themselves, and we're going to talk about that in the next segment. They talked about, uh, if, you, if you study them and go to that, they started with being on the... Uh, Board of Aldermen, and then they went from that to starting a small development company. Isn't that correct, Stephen? That's correct. And that that small development company became a a big development company. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, if many of you are from St. Louis who are listening, I know, have heard, every time Mike has been on, we've had people who respond saying, I know about the Roberts brothers. I'm from St. Louis. They've turned our city around. They've helped us to get back on our feet here. But many people outside of St. Louis uh, might not know about them, even though their businesses now expand nationally. But we're going to talk about how they were able to build a world-class organization, a billion-dollar company. And I call Mike Roberts and his brother the billion-dollar brothers. because uh, We used to call them the $900 million brothers, but now, they <laughs> <laughs> but, but now they're the billion-dollar brothers because they have built this company, and I was able to be with them in Bahamas uh, for eve of, Chris, of New Year's Eve and met their parents, and you see what good stock they come from. Integrity, character, working hard, not cutting corners, doing the right thing, and developing a reputation for excellence. And we're going to talk more about that. And, Stephen, I want you to hang on because we've got to talk about what y'all have been able to accomplish, what y'all have been able to uh, do. And i just read a little quote from it. The Roberts brothers expanded their business from a small development company to create a construction company, then a media company, and then a small television station they bought that continued to grow to both businesses became bigger and bigger. They now own hotels telecom companies, airplane leasing services, and they all used it because they were able to think about the possibilities and not the problems. And they have built a major business that shows people that it's possible. It's possible to do it. Two African-American men from St. Louis. And we're going to tell you no matter what your situation is. You might have lost your job. You might be in a depressed community. You might be losing your home or in the process, but you can turn this around. You can turn your life around and start to live your dreams. All things are possible to those who believe. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. I hope you're enjoying this interview that I am doing with Stephen Roberts, who is one of the brothers, the Roberts brothers in St. Louis, Missouri, who have built a billion dollar business or enterprise, really an empire, uh, because it's not one business, it's multiple businesses and how they did it. Now, this was taken from an interview I did a number of years ago, and it's so profound because of the time we're in right now. I'm going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with more powerful ideas, tips, 
principles, strategies to help you win more in your personal life, in your professional life, in your financial life, and how to get a mindset for creating wealth, real wealth, like they did. So we'll be right back. This is Dr. Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show. And for sure, your best (laughs) is yet to come. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. This is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I have a question for you. Have you ever wondered why some people can make a million dollars, lose it, make a second million, lose that, then make a third million, while other people can't even make ends meet? Well, the reason is that those people know the recipe for success. And that recipe is available to everyone if you will do what they did. They made a habit of getting positive, motivational resources of great thinkers and great learners. And I want to offer those same kind of resources to you. We've developed a free page on my website. It's wjspeaks.com slash gift. wjspeaks.com slash gift. On that site, we've got resources, books, audios to help you to grow and they're free. So go to wjspeaks.com slash gift, wjspeaks.com slash gift and get some of those resources and then share that page with your friends and your family members. We want to impact and inspire millions of people. And remember, if you enjoy this message on this podcast, like it, share it and Post a review about it and make a difference in the lives of others by letting them know about it. Have a great day. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. This is Dr. Willie Jolly, and welcome back to the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show. If you are just joining us, you are in store for a treat. If you've already been listening, you want to take out your pad and your pencil, your piece of paper, or something that you can capture some ideas on. Because I've got this interview that I know I did it a number of years ago, and so many people back at that time were blessed by it, and it was on a different station before I came to this network or this station, and I found it in the vaults because we're in a time of anxiety. 
we're in a time of concern about the economy, about what's going on in the country. And this was right after my book turned setbacks into greenbacks came out and it really spoke to people. And so many people sent notes and letters saying this changed their lives. I hope you'll send me a note and say it changed your life after listening to today. So let's get back into it. My special guest, Stephen Roberts from St. Louis, one of the Roberts brothers who built a billion dollar industry and empire. Let's get going. You got to stay positive. And that is why I want you to get the book, Turn Setbacks into Greenbacks. Get my book, A Setback as a Setup for a Comeback. But get these books and they will inspire you. As you heard from uh, one of our earlier interviews from Harvey McKay, he said that you've got to be a lifelong learner and you've got to put good stuff in and hang around positive people. And I made a commitment that one of the secrets to my success is I hang around positive people, people who are going places, who talk about not people, but talk about things and uh, all things, but talk about ideas. They talk about ideas and possibilities. And one of those people I have who I I'm glad and grateful and honored to have in my network uh, uh, the Roberts Brothers. And specifically today, I have my friend Stephen Roberts, who's the president of the Roberts Brothers Company. And he is in St. Louis. Uh, I don't I assume you're in St. Louis today, Stephen. And, uh, but uh, you, I know that you have built this massive company that is bordered in, uh, or focused in St. Louis, but it's a worldwide company now. And it's got great uh, impact in people around the country. Uh, and so, Stephen, are you there? I'm here. All right, great, great. So, look, I want to talk about your philosophy for success because y'all have built, you know, hotels. You got a number of hotels, and and uh, you've got the telecom, you've got the airplane leasing, you've got the development. When I was there, uh, here's here's a real folks. Here's the thing. Michael brought picked me up in his car, a beautiful Aston Martin at my hotel, and he took me over to one of their hotels, which is connected to the Omni Theater. Isn't it Omni um, Theater, Stephen? Uh uh, no, uh, Orpheum Theater. Oh, Orpheus Theater. I'm sorry, Orpheus yeah, Theater. But it's Omni Hotel, is it? Or? Well, we we have a, uh, a it's a Mayfair. It's a Wyndham. Uh, a Wyndham. A Wyndham property. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. A- Wyndham property, but it's uh, the Orpheus Theater right there in St. Louis. Beautiful. Now, when they were little, their, when their mother was a child, she could not either not even go in that theater, and when they were able to go in the theater, she had to sit up in the balcony. But when they yeah. bought it, <laughs> and they had opening right. night, Mama sat in the front row. <laughs> <laughs> she, did, she sure did. No and and man, what a joy to meet your parents. Well, tell us, you know, you guys started, uh, Michael took me by where y'all grew up. I mean, y'all yeah. were in the hood. I mean, in the hood hood. And, oh, even, and when, when Michael and you started your company, he showed me the house that when he got married, uh, he said, and Stephen lived near here. We were in the hood still. Yep, um, that's um, right. How did you guys do this? What was the thinking? Because uh, the, the, the normal thinking would say, okay, you know, uh, two brothers, African-American, uh, in the hood, don't have, a, don't have a lot of money to get started. What was, you, what was your thinking? What did you think about? How did y'all talk? What was, your, what was the conversations that you have? And what do you say to, to people today starting their businesses? Yeah, I, I would think, uh, number one, uh, is that uh, for... Uh, uh, parents, adults, who uh, who may be responsible for the upbringing of young people, I, I think number one is that uh, uh, human beings today have to be educated. Okay, and uh, and, and that doesn't mean just graduating from high school. Uh, now it could be any other kind of school of advancement, but 
in, in order to be successful, you know, you really have to have a worldview. Uh, and it, it, it doesn't matter how smart you are, but, you know, if, if you don't understand that you need to go to a particular website that you never knew about because you didn't have a chance to take a, a, a computer enhancement or a network enhancement class, then you would have never known how to go to that particular site. So I, I believe, uh, and this really comes from our parents, Excuse me. In fact, core beliefs is that you have to be a well-rounded individual. You have to be. You don't have to have a lot of degrees. You just have to be educated. Basically, you know, you've got to make yourself um, aware of what's happening in the world. And in the, in the world, I'm talking about the world of business, in the world of, of social issues, everything. Because you never know how that might spark an idea. Uh, you know, a concept that you might come up with that uh, no one else has ever thought of. You know, a lot of times when Mike and I speak, you know, we're, we're in an audience, and one of the first questions we ask is, you know, how many folks here are entrepreneurs? And very few raise their hands. How many people want to be a, an entrepreneur? Well, most people raise their hands. Then the next question is, okay, how many of you had an idea that you had never seen, you know, a product or a concept uh, ever before? majority of the people, again, raise their hand. Then the next question is, how many of you acted upon that and that you went forward and said, you know, I'm going to make a call to the SBA or to, you know, a local college school of business to get somebody to help me put this idea together? Well, the hands drop significantly at that point. And then the next question that's asked is, then how many of you um, saw someone else later had the same idea and was successful with it. Well, then most of the hands went back up again. Wow. So, yeah, yeah. So, 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 so the big challenge for us is, 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 is humans. And we're, we're all a little afraid, a little timid sometimes to, 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 to make a, a, a particular action because, you know, uh, you know, a, a, a action can be a, a scary thing. Action means taking risks. Ask, uh, action means that you've got to do something that, that sometimes no one else has done before. Um, and so that's what we have to do is when we have opportunities, when we're educated, when we prepare ourselves, when we kind of understand what is going on in the world, then, you know, we, we fundamentally have to take action. We have to take risks. And, and I think uh, Mike's and my success, you know, outside of being academically, ed, you know, educated, you know, we've traveled uh, even before we started our businesses. <laughs> I think what they did was just raise our horizons in terms of, okay, there should be nothing to hold us back. And I think that's what your viewers, your listeners have to think about is, 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 is what, do, what are their thoughts sometimes? What, what causes them to be held back where they don't want to go forward, you know, and, and take that risk? Um, look, people are not successful just because they're nice people or because they're bad people. They're successful because they take the risk. They, they make an effort that no one else has to do. So, 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 so my basic view is preparation, uh, education, and a little risk taking. Ooh, you know, those are, I think those are three powerful pieces that folks, I want y'all to get what, what Stephen Roberts just said. One, 
preparation, uh, education, and being willing to take risk. And, and the preparation is looking at the worldview. I think that was profound, Stephen, what you said, because you're absolutely right. Uh, one of the things uh, I think with myself, and I, as you said that, I want to note to myself is, and my producer, we've been talking of recently about how do we grow our technology skills and skill set and taking courses and maybe getting uh, somebody to help us through that and, and saying, okay, I'm, I'm not getting this. Help me with this. And I know with Twitter and all the things I'm doing now, my assistant helps me and she's always teaching me and we're trying to learn things. Second, education. Now, I believe both you and Michael have, I know uh, uh, both of you, I believe, have law degrees, don't you? That's correct. Yeah, we both went to law school. And, 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 you know, part of that was we, you know, we were raised in a, in a household where our parents encouraged us to be socially active. Uh, that, I mean, they, they would not, you know, my dad worked for a post office, so he had hat tack things, so he could not run for an office, so he really didn't support anybody outwardly. However, he was able to, my mom would, would, would prepare meals for some of the fundraisers, because, you know, this is kind of during the civil rights era. And so we were exposed to that as young people coming up, and we said, well, you know, uh, it seems like the only way to change the world is, is, is through politics. And one of the reasons that we went to law school was because we understood uh, the need for um, for understanding law. Everything, all decisions are made. Every every program that's created is created because of law, you know, some component of law. So we, 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 we did that. Of course, as you know, we, we both uh, ran and, and, and served on the city council. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that that's what you need for business, per se. However, it's helpful. It's definitely um, helpful. My son is in yeah. law school now, and he has no interest in practicing law. But he, right. uh, uh, I think he was inspired by uh, Mike when he met Mike, and he had already started. But he said, I'm going to finish. And I believe he's coming down to, to intern with you guys this summer. He said he's going to come and hang out with y'all. So Good, <laughs> good, good. Now, well, 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 you know, the other thing, you, you were talking about, uh, you and, and your producer were talking about t- taking courses. You know, in, in, in all of your listeners' communities, there are lectures every week somewhere that's free. That's okay. exactly, exactly right. Everywhere. Folks, everywhere. Okay. He, he hit a big point. There are free courses, free lectures, uh, 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 open universities, annex schools. Take a course. Don't be ashamed to take a course. Learn something new. I don't know everything. Stephen Roberts, Michael Roberts, sir, y'all hang on. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Well, you're joining me. This is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I am playing this interview, re-airing this interview when I interviewed Stephen Roberts. I hope you're enjoying it as much as I am enjoying listening to it again. I'm taking notes. I'm being re-inspired, re-motivated, re-turned on by this information. How do you build a billion-dollar empire coming out of the hood? Huh? Well, that's what this is about. So we're going to be right back after station identification. And we want you to tell Lottie Dottie and everybody who might not be listening or who might need to hear this about this interview and about this program, because we want people to win in every which way they can. So this is Dr. Willie Jolly. We're going to take a quick break for station identification. You're listening to the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show. And for sure. This is my joy because our best is yet to come.
Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I got an email from a gentleman in Australia who shared how he had been struggling in his business, and he bought some of my books and audios, and how it had a profound impact on his business, and he went from worst to first in his company. I shared with him how much I appreciated his Note, but I told him those books, those audios, those videos were not just something that I just thought up one day and started to write. They were born out of my experiences, out of the challenges of overcoming the problems and the difficulties and how I was able to do it. And I shared with him that others have sent similar messages and that these resources work. I want to encourage you and invite you to go to my store. Go to wjspeaks.com slash shop. wjspeaks.com slash shop. Get some of the books. It only takes a minute to change your life or a setback is a setup for a comeback or turn setbacks into greenbacks or chicken soup for the soul or an attitude of excellence or the book I wrote with my wife after 34 years of being married and not having an argument in over 30 years. We wrote a book called Make Love, Make Money, Make It Last and now it is saving marriages all over the globe. Go to the store, get some of the art the videos, the books, the resources to help you have greater personal and professional success. This is Dr. Willa Jolly. Make this a great day on purpose. And we're back. This is Dr. Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way show across America. And I want to thank you for listening to this show. I want to thank you for sharing it with your friends and family members, your co-workers, telling Lottie Dottie and everybody, man, you should be listening to Willie Jolly. And I want to thank all those who have become sponsors. And I'm saying to those who might want to become sponsors, reach out to my office. We want to help as many people as we can by using this platform to promote your business business, your organization, your nonprofit. So reach out to my office in Washington, D.C. at 202-723-8863, 202-723-8863. Also, I want to thank all of you who have been listening to my new daily radio program on uh, the Praise Network on Get Up Morning with Erica Campbell every morning at 8.20 Eastern Time, 7.20 Central Time. It's called Wake Up and Win with Dr. Willie Jolly. And so you can also get that on my new Win With Willie website, winwithwillie.com, winwithwillie.com. We're going to jump back into this interview that we're doing today with my dear friend, Stephen Roberts, who's half of the incredible Roberts Brothers. And I'm telling you, I am so excited about this interview and the impact it had when I first aired this about a decade ago and I am excited because we need to hear this kind of message now to help people through these tough challenging times so let's jump back into this interview so you can be inspired and I can get re-inspired as I listen let's get it on now I've got my friend Stephen Roberts 
the uh, president of the Roberts Company and the brother of Michael Roberts, who you've heard on here a couple times over the years. And even Michael Jr. was on one day. And uh, y'all, many of you sent emails about how much you enjoyed his his thinking as a young entrepreneur. And what I like about Michael and Stephen Roberts are they're humble. I mean, these guys are humble. They are uh, down to earth. They are uh, just regular guys who have built a billion-dollar company. And they, they honor their parents. They honor their, their wives. They honor their children. And that's what encourages us. My wife and I were with them in uh, Bahamas uh, New Year's Eve time. And uh, we had such a joy of to have a time with them and spend time with uh, each one of them and, and just to get some time to talk and meet and greet and, and socialize. And I'm honored that they're my friends and, and the fact that uh, I've been able to write about them in my book, the new book, Turn Setbacks into Greenbacks. I use them as an object lesson on how you got to be proactive. You've got to take action. You know, good things happen to those who wait. They get the leftovers of those who take action. They get the leftovers of those who hustle. And these gentlemen, they go out and make it happen. Thank you, Stephen, for being with us. Thank you for being with us, my friend. Glad to be here, Willie. Thank now, you. you, you you've been talking about uh, uh, some great points. You must have preparation, education, and take risk. And yes. uh, and one of the questions people have as entrepreneurs is, is that, well, I, I don't have a lot of money, okay? I don't have a lot of money to get started with. But you didn't have a lot of money. You didn't have a lot of money to go to law school. You didn't have a lot right. of money to start your development company. And, and from what Mike told me over the years, like when y'all started your telecom company, some of the banks turned you down. Well, turned you down and kind of gave you that sly grin. I'm sure a lot of your uh, uh, listeners have gone into a bank when they've asked for a mortgage on their home or small business loan or something like that. And and, and the bankers are usually, uh, you know, they're cordial, but they give you that kind of sly grin, like, you got to be kidding. And then, you know... <laughs> And and, and then a week later, you get the letter saying, "Thank you. We've carefully reviewed your application, you know, Mr. Jolly, but we were we're not able to find." (laughs) Yep, 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 yep. We 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 saw that so many times. I I think one of the best examples is I remember when we were uh, building. well, well, we had received the licenses for uh, a large part of the Midwest to build a cellular uh, telephone company. We were the first and I think the only black telephone company ever built in the United States. And so, you know, when you look at the business plan, it made all the sense in the world because this is the late 90s and it made sense that, look, if, if the large companies, uh, you know, AT&T, Verizon were being successful, then uh, then if you targeted a market, a smaller market, then and, and, and say reduced your cost for the cost of the uh, the monthly usage of that phone, it should be successful. It's a slam dunk, right? I mean, that's really the the the, the model that uh, uh, these throwaway phone companies like Metro and uh, and Cricket. That's their model today, and, and that's kind of our model. Uh, and it was funny, you know, these investment bankers on Wall Street, uh, you know, just kind of laughed at us, basically. And, I mean, they didn't laugh. They were just saying, well, that's something that we just can't get our, our head around. Well, 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 that's your message to, to, to your listeners is, is, you know, these are supposed to be the smart guys, you know, right. the smartest guys, you know, in the room. And they're telling us who have this great concept, which – 
was proved out to be great content, very profitable, because a lot of these same people are the ones who were involved with uh, underwriting uh, are ultimately taking this company public with some other partners. But, 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 but the, key was, the key was that they said, now it doesn't make sense. Well, you know, their vision uh, was very limited. And, and I think our message to your listeners is, 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 is you have this great vision. Don't let other people limit your vision. Mm, that's right? terrific. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Folks, I hope you all got that. If you have a big vision, don't let other people limit your vision. You've got to believe in that vision and be willing to go out and make it happen. And there are going to be people tell you, no, they don't see it. You know, there are yep. a lot of people. Who, and that some people, their whole job is to try and say no to you. That's the whole job. Right. All right. But you That's cannot right. let them stop you. And these gentlemen have done that. Now, y'all, st- and y'all let's, wait, let's go to the rest of the story. Eventually, uh, uh, somebody said yes, obviously. Yes, yes. And, and, and what we had to do, like we did with, with, with the TV station, when we built our first TV station, we had to find a creative way to program it and to fund it. And, uh, you know, when, when we put the first TV station on the air in the late 80s, what happened was uh, a lot of independent stations were going under. I mean, they were just failing all over the place. And so it was hard to get anyone to consider, uh, you know, funding you know, these these brothers who had never been in in, in the uh, broadcasting business. So what we did was we looked for alternative programs, you know, alternative opportunities. And, and, and in the case of the TV station, it was uh, a, a, a new concept that was coming about at the time that a lot of people laughed at. And then, of course, the folks who created it laughed all the way to the bank, and that was Home Shopping Network. Huh. Uh, yeah, and see, with Home Shopping Network, they were on cable systems, but they needed a broader audience. They needed to be, uh, they needed to reach everybody and not just people who had cable TV. So they, they started looking for folks who they called affiliates, folks who would carry their programming and cover larger markets. That's what we did in St. Louis and in Denver. And so because of that, because we then knew we, you know, had a creative but consistent income stream, the bankers, uh, you know, kind of changed their attitude. Uh, now, the reality is we went to a lot of our suppliers and said, look, we will buy this large, you know, these large amounts of electronic equipment from, but you got to help help us fund it, basically, i.e., that means that you've got to, you know, you've got to provide this, this, uh, you know, this program, I mean, this equipment to us, really, at no cost, in the sense that we'll pay you back. It's like a loan. You sell the equipment to us, and we'll pay you back, basically. So, so you had to be creative in those times in order to do it. Uh, and, of course, as you all know, the story home shopping took off, and, and they were used, and it, it helped us get our start. Uh, another example is in the case of the wireless thing, because remember what I said? We went to Wall Street, and then we told them about you know how cellular phones were coming, and that that that, that it wasn't just the big companies that were going to be successful. And they kind of looked at us funny and said, "Well, we 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 don't get it. We we don't we we don't see your model working." And um, and again, in that case, you had to find creative ways to doing that. You know, you go to friends, family, uh, to be part of your partners. You go to the equipment manufacturers who, remember, their job is to sell equipment. And, 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 and your job is to convince them how they can sell equipment to you by them 
helping you, i.e., loaning you money to buy their equipment. <laughs> yes. So, 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 so all, all I'm saying is that there are always creative ways to, you know, uh, in a sense, exploit your idea, uh, but you just got to be open to it. That's all. I like the word you use, convince, because you have to be a, 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 a ability to convince, influence, and really sell your ideas to people, don't you? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. And you're constantly selling somebody on your concept, your thought. You, uh, I went by when I was there, we went by the the um, development you were doing, and this has been over a year now. Uh, you were working on it. Uh, you bought a college uh, campus and uh, and were building, not building it out as condos as well as single-family homes. I assume that's pretty close to being finished by now or uh, so, but you had to convince yeah. people every day to, to see a new idea, don't you? You know, and what's interesting is, you know, in this case, this was a very stable um, African-American community. It had been kind of the middle to upper middle class black community for the last 50 years, and yet there were there were pockets of it that needed a little help. So we said, well, you know, we would certainly be willing to to uh, jump into this and kind of help stabilize it because it was, part of it was a school that had been banned for about five years and we thought there was some unique, um, uh, very unique uh, uh, housing opportunities. So for folks who couldn't go buy a three or four or $500,000 house, you know, they could buy, a, you know, a, a home for $200,000. That was energy efficient. So, um, so, so we said, look, let's just, let's just kind of look at the world a little bit differently. Uh, you know, when we got into the hotel business about four years ago, five years ago now, um, you know, people said, you guys nuts, you know, the hotel industry is struggling. Uh, it, it eventually will, will collapse. And we said, yeah, but it, it may collapse, but it will always come back. Wow. Prepare, prepare yourself, educate yourself, take some risk. Learn new technologies. Wow. Sell and convince others to see your ideas as a way to help them grow their success. Wow. 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 You know, if you help enough other people get what they want, huh? you get everything you want. That's what my dear friend Zig Ziglar used to teach me and tell me. Well, we're going to take a quick break. We've got one more segment right after this. So stay tuned. We've got more to come. This is Dr. Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways Show. And for sure, your best is yet. To come, we'll be right back. Friendship is not about being convenient, it's about being committed and consistent. You can call on me when you need me.
Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and people often ask, how did I go from a broke, busted nightclub singer to become a best-selling author and to be voted one of the outstanding five speakers in the world by the 175,000 members of Toastmasters International? The answer is that I decided to invest and change my thinking, invest in my mindset, and decided to change my inputs because inputs determine outputs. I heard about a seminar years ago when I was just getting started. I was making about $100 a speech, and I heard this seminar that was creating millionaires, and it cost $10,000, but the guy was getting results. I didn't have that kind of money, but I decided to borrow it because I learned that there's a price for success, the price of college, the price of going to school, the price of education. There's a price for success, and then there's a cost for not paying the price, the cost of staying the same. And that cost is greater than the price. It's too expensive. And so I went, and it changed my life. And I came back and quickly made $100,000. I heard a similar story from Dr. Dave Martin, how he went to a success rally, heard a speaker who inspired him. He and his friend said, wow, that's changed my life. The speaker had a package of materials to help build wealth. The package cost $1,500. And that was all the money Dr. Dave had to his name. Dr. Dave's friend asked, do you think this stuff is worth it? Dr. Dave thought for a moment. He said, I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it. But I do know that I'm worth it. I'm worth it. He invested that money in that package and used the materials to grow his thinking. He grew his mindset. He shared how that $1,500 investment has gone on to generate millions in revenues. He's a multimillionaire. And he has homes now in Arizona and Florida. I want to say to you, it's time to invest in you. I want to give you some materials that will help you grow you, grow your mindset, grow your future, grow your finances. Go to wjspeaks.com slash billionaire. wjspeaks.com slash billionaire to get some materials that will inspire your success and help you find that there's a price for success, but there's a cost for not paying the price. And the cost is always greater than the price. Go to wjspeaks.com slash billionaire and get the bag, the box, or any of the materials there and keep growing your wealth. And remember, as a man thinketh, so as he is, and your best is yet to come. This is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I am excited about this interview. Hope you are enjoying it as much as I am enjoying it. I'm taking notes. I'm getting this information. I'm getting inspired. I'm getting motivated because if they can build a billion-dollar empire from nothing, what's stopping everybody else? Only thing we keeps us. The only thing that keeps us from doing it is us and not knowing what to do. Well, he's telling you what he did, what you can do, and how you can do what he did too. So let's jump back into this interview with Stephen Roberts. It might be challenging. It might be difficult. It might be a tough time in your life. You might have lost your job. You might have lost your home. But I want to say don't give up. You know, I wrote this book, Turn Setbacks into Greenbacks, because I was inspired by looking at the television one day. And there was a story about a gentleman out in California who lost his job. His wife had lost her job 30 days early. And this poor, pitiful man had heard so many gloom and doom scenarios. The only thing he could think to do was go home, take a gun, shoot his wife, shoot his five babies, and then kill himself. 
And I hollered at the television, no, 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 you don't have to do that. Every week on my show, I hear stories about people who've built their businesses even in the midst of tough times. They didn't give up. Yeah, it was tough. They might have lost their, their life savings. They might have lost the business. They might have gone bankrupt, but they didn't give up. They didn't jump off a bridge. They didn't uh, make a permanent decision for a temporary problem that you can turn this around. And that's why I wanted to write the book, Turn Setbacks into Greenbacks. And in that book, I talk about the Roberts brothers and how the Roberts brothers, they have built a company that has been incredibly successful. And they've shown people and have been gracious to share their ideas with people who are starting companies, small businesses, new entrepreneurs. They've been able to share. And I'm so grateful that they that Stephen Roberts is my guest today, that he took time out. I've been trying a long time, but he's so busy. But he took time out to just share with you, wherever you are, that you don't have to give up on your dreams. It might be tough. It might be challenging. But that if you are willing to prepare yourself, educate yourself, and take some risk, and you have the faith to keep going even in the tough times, that you too can do incredible things. Stephen, thank you for taking time out to share your great ideas with people. Hey, Willie, it's an honor. In fact, listening to you, I'm inspired to go find some more greenbacks. <laughs> I know that's right, and I know y'all are going to do it. Well, let me tell you, I went to, I want to just, in the last few minutes we've got in this interview, in this segment, when I came to St. Louis and Mike took me to that uh, housing complex, he took me to the theater, he took me to the hotel, he took me um, also to uh, some of the, the, your first big building, which was the, what you call now the Victor Roberts building, which was the old Sears uh, warehouse or Sears headquarters in St. Louis yes. and yes. Uh, King's Highway, I believe it is. And you've not only bought the building, you bought the shopping center that surrounds the building. Uh, and I mean, how did you guys do this? How did y'all do this starting with nothing? Well, I, I think, well, it's kind of... Oh, by the way, Rick, Victor Roberts yeah. is your dad. Make sure that everybody knows that's your dad yeah, 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 who, who yeah, comes yeah, in every Roberts, day, yeah. uh, and he's 80-some uh, years old. He comes in every day. 87 years old. 87, 87. and is, is sharp as a tack. He was, I saw him, and we talked, and he sharp at his tack. Mother's beautiful. And y'all, uh, y'all built this building, I mean, bought this building and named it after your dad. So tell us how you did that. Yeah, it's, it's a very interesting story. You know, this, is, uh, this was like in most communities in the United States, there was always a Sears store, or one or two or three. Well, in the late 60s, early 70s, the Sears people decided that they wanted to abandon the urban core. They closed stores if they had them in downtown, and they moved to the suburbs for the most part. And and this was an example of a store. It's 200,000 square feet. It's right in the middle of what, you know, used to be a ethnic neighborhood, non-black, um, that was predominantly African-American by the late 60s, uh, early 70s. And so, you know, they were trying to get out of Dodge basically as quickly as they can. And, and so... So it was very interesting because Mike and I had just been elected to the uh, St. Louis Board of Auditors and the City Council, and, and, and Ebony in uh, 1979 did a story. It was very unusual to have two brothers, uh, that's black and family brothers, um, to be on a major city council in the United States. So they did a three- or four-page um 
story on this. And it's very interesting because, of course, we got letters and notes from people from all over the U.S. saying, well, that's great because, you know, you guys are both under 30. You're committed yourself to serving your community. But out of it was um, the people in Chicago at Sears and their real estate division understanding that they had a real problem on their hands because this was going to be almost like a an avalanche of people in, in protest around the U.S. saying, look, you know, you can't just abandon our community and expect us to continue to support it. So what they attempted to do was find people like us, um, you know, developers or wannabe developers in, 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 in African-American neighborhoods and say, look, you know, we'd like to help you finance this project. Um, and we said, fine. Look, Mike and I, the, the only real estate we had at the time were – two-family, four-family flats, apartment buildings that we, you know, in our spare time would go in with friends or with uh, contractors when we could afford them to go and restore them. And so we did a lot of sweat equity uh, in the very early years. We understood how these projects had to be put together. And because of that, we were, quote, developers. So when the story came out and the Sears people read the story, they said, oh, well, they're developers, real estate developers in St. Louis. Let's pitch this to them to see if they want to take on this this huge monolith, you know, that could be a huge eyesore in this community. And we uh, we said, sure, why not? Remember what I said earlier about a little education, a little preparation, and a little risk. And obviously for for us, that was a huge risk, and and we took it on. We, we got, uh, with their help, some, some some funding on this. And then that really, you know, a lot of times it takes, you know, one or two um, opportunities really catapult you. And, and in our case, we went from small residential, uh, you know, uh, developers to uh, a commercial developer. And, and that's just a completely different world. And because of it, we were then, you know, able to show a history of, buy, you know, we'd go out by uh, other office buildings or strip shopping centers and say, hey, look, you know, look what we have done. So, you know, we, you know, you got to develop a track record with, with certain folks in order to either be able to seriously be considered to acquire property in this case or or to get the lending for it and stuff. So we started off really with, with basic sweat equity. We had to get out there and learn how to do this thing. Wow. Folks, I hope you got that. There are a lot of pearls he dropped in there. One, that they were willing to do they were willing to do the to tough hard work. Get in there themselves initially. You know, we go back to the book because uh, setbacks in the greenbacks. Don't let your pride poison your prosperity and be willing to work on your dreams, even if it takes you uh, uh, people saying, what is that below you to go out there and, and, and fix it up yourself? No, it's not below me. It's legal. It's moral. It's honorable. So be willing to do that. The next thing is take some risk and and look for And one of the other things that is I think was profound there is that they were willing to take the opportunities that come as a matter of people offering them some hard work. Opportunity sometimes comes in work clothes. <laughs> it comes with yep, overalls. Right. It comes with overalls. overalls that's right. right. So uh, now you've got a number of TV stations and I believe one radio station. Is that correct? Yeah, we have presently five TV stations and one uh, radio. We have done. Uh, we 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 have uh, built uh, as many as fifteen over the last fifteen years, basically six. Well, no, twenty years now, I guess. And uh, and, and we like that industry. It's 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 an industry that is. Uh, 
that has its ups and downs right now. But again, you know, it's, it's just like your voice going out over over these uh, radio waves right now. Um, the reality is that communication, the ability to communicate to a large group of people will always be important so that we, you know, as a people have to have our uh, our involvement there. We have to have our voice heard. Uh, and, in fact, I, I testified in front of the Federal Communications Commission just a few weeks ago talking about the importance of, of, of diversity of voices out here because without it, there'll be so many of us who will never, ever be heard. No so. question. Well, you know, I just thank you for finding time. I know uh, you've been a busy man, but I appreciate you taking time out your busy schedule to be with us, and we will look forward to having you on at some point in time again, and I look to see you when I come to St. Louis. Yeah, well, it was an honor to be on your program, and please uh, do not ever hesitate to uh, to ask me to come on. I'd be happy to join you. All right, God bless you, my brother. Wow, wow, wow. What an incredible interview. I want to thank Stephen Roberts for sharing all of that great information with us that we can use to grow our success. I want to thank you for taking time out of your schedule to listen to this program. I want to encourage you to share it with everybody you can on your social media or in your network, on your job. Just share it with everybody and tell them they need to hear this show or the podcast and make it part of your weekly routine. Put it in your schedule. Get it on every week. And every day, one guy said he listens to a podcast on his way to work every day and another one on the way home. He had about an hour drive. He said, I've listened to all of them and I'm inspired. Now, we got to encourage you to go to jollymarriage.com jollymarriage.com to get some of the marriage resources. We want to encourage you to go to attitudeofexcellence.com to get the Attitude of Excellence book and then encourage you to also go to my new website, winwithwilly.com, winwithwilly.com to get resources and programs and ideas to help you win in every part of your life. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. Thank you for listening. And remember, your best is yet to come. God bless you. enjoyed this podcast episode and I hope you got something of great value and I hope 
that you were inspired, you were motivated, you were empowered, and you were encouraged to live your best life. I hope this information and this inspiration will help you to do more, be more, and to achieve more. That's the goal why I started this program, and I hope it helped you in a mighty way. Now, I ask you to make sure and that you take full advantage of all the resources that came through this program. I hope you go to wjspeaks.com gift and get some of the free resources that we have there for you. I hope you go to wjspeaks.com shop to get some of the books that we have created, that we've labored over to make sure that they will deliver a powerful message to you. I hope you go to willyjolly.com slash billionaire, willyjolly.com slash billionaire, or wjspeaks.com slash billionaire to get the box that it will inspire your whole family or get the bag of books. Make this a great day, a great week, a great month. And remember, it is true that you are blessed and all things are possible for them that believe. So make the most of the belief that you have now in your future. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. Have a great day. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.